Welcome. My name is Shaida and it is a very special day for me. It is my birthday. As this is a birthday special episode, I remember last year I did an episode on my birthday basically going over what it's like to be a black conservative in a very liberal world and how I became to be a conservative. And it's about a few episodes back. So if you want to check that out, you can. And for this episode, I'm going to be going over the highlight, one of the highlights of my of the past year for me. And that was being able to walk up the steps of Capitol Hill and being able to sit down with congressmen and women from all different types from all different backgrounds and walks of life. How did how was I able to get to DC and being able to go to Capitol Hill? Well, last year I spent most of the year as a delegate for a nonprofit organization known as the National Foster Youth Institute. And in case you don't know what that is, it's basically an organization that is centered on foster care issues. And by helping the child welfare system, they bring, uh, they uh, recruit uh, different foster youth, current or former, from different areas across the country to come to D.C., and being able to sit across the table from legislators and being able to discuss issues that are near and dear to our hearts and that will help um, the foster care system on a federal level. On their website, they state the Foster Youth Institute states that Revolutionizing the American foster care system through education, action, and lifting up foster youth voices, as well as dedicated to ensuring that current and former foster youth have a seat at the table table alongside legislators, policymakers, decision makers, families, and advocates. This organization was started up or was helped the startup of this organization was helped by a former representative, Karen Bass. She was a former congresswoman in the House from 2013 to 2022. She served for District 37th for the 37th District in California, and as of today, she is the current mayor for the city of Los Angeles. So she stepped down from her position as a representative and decided to go on a campaign for the mayoral seat for the Los Angeles. And that's where she is today. Going to Capitol Hill for the first time was so there was something so historical and nostalgic about the place. When I walked through the doors, and I didn't, I didn't even walk through the doors. I literally walk after walking past security because it was a time where, you know, they they were very serious about uh, security after what happened on January sixth. So 
after making through security, walking down the halls, I saw so many paintings, different painting, and just memorizing like different details about the floors, um, the ceiling, and being able to just soak in, um, just to soak in the memory because um, I just. I just know that like this this was like my first time coming to Capitol Hill and and it's just so historical and so nostalgic. I just don't know and how I could put in the words of how it was being able to walk through those halls. Anyways, I went to Capitol Hill two times. On the first day we went to do an auditorium went to the auditorium to do some sort of assembly where Congresswoman, former Congresswoman Karen Bass was going to be there as well as a few other Congresswomen. I don't remember who exactly. And we were basically asking them questions about their knowledge, about the foster care system, um, what their what their thoughts are on certain issues. How can we as foster youth um, bring this information to our current communities and how we can help um, bring a better impact. So when you're a delegate for the National Foster Youth Institute, you spend, you basically spend months prepping for this week because it's you and about 40, no, not even that, about like 20 to 30 other delegates who are either current or former foster youth who are basically scattered throughout the country and you're doing um, seminars, um, meeting up monthly to do seminars to pr- uh, prep for this event and what to do and what not to do and how to interact with your person of congress and so over time throughout the months leading up to this event they had us do uh, questionnaires and try to see who we and try to see where where we live and who could be best match up with um who we could be best match up with as far as our congress person so each delegate was uh, getting a person of Congress, meaning that we were going to be paired up with a, a, a representative in the House or a senator. But most of us got paired up with a representative in the House. I got paired up with a representative from the state of Virginia. And I will go a little bit more into that later. And so what is the point of Shadow Day? Shadow Day is is given is Shadow Day is an opportunity for us as former former and current foster youth to be able to discuss issues that we see that we see are troubling for the foster care system, troubling for families, troubling for even the the children and the youth for we're basically representatives in our own way for the foster care community, for the kids, for the thousands and thousands of kids in the foster care system. And we had seminars to focus on systemic issues, issues surrounding um, 
law enforcement, churches, cultural issues. How do we handle that dynamic of multicultural families when a child comes into the home who isn't the same race or even ethnicity or cultural background as the foster families? And we also got prepped to how we were going to be able to discuss issues with our person of Congress. My person of Congress was Representative Bobby Scott from Virginia. He has served. He has served in the House of Representatives since 1993. He is a Democrat from Virginia, third district. He attended Harvard University and graduated in 1969 and attended Boston College Law School in 1973. And he's, after doing research on him, he's pretty much a run of a mill as a Democratic representative goes. He um, basically stands to the left of me. He, he He's very... Um, very progressive when it comes to issues around the healthcare system, um, workplace. And so this was going to be the person who I was going to be able to ask questions, sit down with, being able to have a back and forth um, conversation. As you know, I am a congress. I, I not not a congressman. I am a conservative. <laughs> so, but politically, socially, there are issues that m- me and my person of Congress, Representative Bobby Scott, are going to disagree on. But I kind of push aside my conservative values because I know that the issues surrounding the foster. The foster care system and what are what is impacting foster youth on a daily basis is much more bigger than that and i was able to ask what are his thoughts on um mental health issues um what are his thoughts on how we can better recruit foster parents because we have such a shortage on foster care parents in this country and one of the ideas that i have is how that churches um should become more involved in the foster care process i've seen stories of where churches would announce that there is a child in the community that needs a place to sleep and wondering who who will be able to volunteer to help house this child and i think churches are a very great way to help with recruiting foster care foster parents because there are so many good-hearted people in the church that um that are willing to serve and do and take care of the communities that they live in another issue that uh, another way another issue that i brought up that i think would be so great um would be that we should see more law enforcement and more involvement from law enforcement in the foster care system. There's been too many instances of child neglect child and child abuse that goes on in the foster care system between foster child, foster child and the foster parents or even the child and the biological parents. And I think um, 
alongside social workers, I think if we had uniform officers come on visits to check on the foster care child, because there are some things that a foster parent may try to play off with the social worker, with a social worker, but you know that once a that a police officer police officer presence is known, um, they're able going to be able to ask the questions, and their knowledge and their training is just so much more in depth than a social worker is and just the pair pairing up with social workers and police officers that are coming into the homes and checking on children and making sure that the child is in a safe environment will probably be much better and I think that was and that was also an issue that I raised to Mr. Uh, Bobby Scott's attention the experience of being able to sit down with the congressman um, was pretty underwhelming. I'm not new to being in the same room or the same atmosphere as a politician. As politicians, back when I was in high school, I did a short internship as a student page for the General Assembly. Back when I was in in the foster care system in Maryland, and I spent a week. Um, just being, uh, just attending to my duties as the student page, uh, for delegates, house delegates and state senators alike. And so I'm not new to the whole political atmosphere. I think I, and I understand how to conduct myself under conduct myself and how to approach, um, a representative or a per or just even a leader who's been elected by his or her people and afterwards after the shadow day experience we got to go to an area in the building in the capitol hill building where we were able to have brunch or sort of like a luncheon and there were other representatives from other states. Um, there were a lot of representatives from California because <laughs> Karen Bass, I think it's because I have to do something with former Congresswoman Karen Bass and her influence. And so there were just a lot of Congress um, people from California. And I also got to meet um, the majority leader for the Democrats, uh, Stoney Hoyer. In case you don't know who Stoney Hoyer is, he is a no. He's he is from the state of Maryland, like me, and he is the yes, the majority leader for. I don't know why I flight the, <laughs> the majority leader for the House of Representatives at the time. And he tried to give a speech for us. And it was really telling how um, disconnected he was from his audience or the fact that he doesn't know how to read uh, a room. Because he was trying to make jokes and try to be uplifting, I guess like fun and relaxed. And... 
and nobody was laughing to his jokes nobody everybody was pretty much dead silence when he was speaking i'm not pretty sure if if it was um the fact that he was just there or maybe um Nobody was pretty much excited to see him. But after he gave his speech, he, he kind of just scurried off. You know, he has a group of people there ready to just pull him away the second he put down the mic and was able to be free. The same thing, I also got to um, meet Nancy Pelosi, um, who was the former House Speaker now. But when I was in D.C., she was still the house speaker and (laughs) she and she was just the same way um not a lot of people were too excited to meet her um and it just proves that there are a lot of politicians in this room that are just so disconnected from everyday citizens one exciting thing that did happen when i was on this trip is i got to firsthand witness the inauguration of former representative myra flores from texas i was actually in the building when she was being sworn in and I and afterwards, when she was doing a press conference in front of the cameras, I saw representatives, uh, uh, representatives from the House standing by her side. I also saw um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I love. And I just basically just stand there and like watch her give her speech. And it was incredible. And I know that she's just such a dynamic woman just by watching her and listening to her and I knew and it's so sad that she's not um in the house of representative that she's no longer um representing the people of Texas as a congresswoman because I really feel that she would have done some really great things and so what have I taken away from the experience of being able to go to Capitol Hill, of being able to sit down with politicians from across the aisle whose whose political and social views I don't oftentimes agree with. I've learned that we need more Americans, more everyday Americans running for office. The people who are in Capitol Hill right now, the people who most of the people who are occupying offices in Capitol Hill are so disconnected from us. And we need more people, more I would like to see more blue-collar Americans run for office. I would like to see uh, more Amer- more Americans who come from very disenfranchised, disenfranchised backgrounds run for office. Maybe one day I will run for office. Maybe. I'm not going to put that out there. Just a, a maybe. I'm not really sure if I'm the type to run for uh, for such a high seat like that but I know for a fact that something got to change in DC 
it's such a swampy swampy land and one thing that i have taken away from the experience is that we me as a former foster youth i am a part of a rare breed i have walked a very difficult life coming being born to a very um challenge i guess you could say uh very emotionally and spiritually challenged mother being abused and then going to the foster care system and being abused and degraded by the adults that were supposed to take care of me and protect me to being told that I'm never going to mount to anything in life and just now just be walking on the hills of walking on the steps of Capitol Hill and just being able to use my voice for thousands and thousands of foster youth across the country. I'm never going to forget about that experience for sure. And I just know that I'm going to be able to do good things for my community and and be able to be a light for people who for children who are still in the foster care system for children who still feel uh, the things that I felt when I was in the foster care system who still haven't seen the light light yet I want to be that person that offers them a light and be able to help them see that there are good things coming and one of the things that I like to go back to when I feel that I'm in a dark space it's in Matthew 5 and it's in the Beatitudes it says here in verse 3 blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who are who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth and I'm just so grateful that as of today, I get to walk around this earth as a daughter of God, knowing that I have a home and a place and that there is a father who has adopted me, who has made me his own and who will never take me for granted. That is the kind of excitement and thrill that I get on an everyday basis. And that is the hope enjoy that I pray that so many people who come from the foster care community will, will have and I hope that they will able to have an ounce of the hope and joy that I have felt because even though that I'm here today that I'm here I'm able to record my podcast episodes, I'm able to work, I'm able to provide for myself. There are a lot of people, a lot of my peers who have walked a similar path as me, um, who still haven't been able to figure it out yet. And that really breaks my heart. And I just pray that, um, that we just have more people um, just 
just not looking at us and think that we're just a statistic, that we're just generates, that we're just going to be disregarded, that we have so much value and so much worth. And there is a father in heaven that believes in that sees that each, every one of us has great worth, have great worth and that we're able to do good things. And I just, I just know that one day I'm going to come back. I know that one day I'm going to come back on Capitol Hill. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just know that that cannot be my first and only time on Capitol Hill. I just know one day I'm going to be back and I don't know how that's going to happen. But I just know that as long as I keep the perseverance and the momentum up, I know that God could have good things in store for me. And who knows, maybe one day I will be the next Congresswoman Shaida Bango Bango. <laughs> Congresswoman Shaida Bango Bango. That kind of has a nice ring to it. Maybe not exactly like that, but anyways. Well, once again, this has been Her America. My name is Shaida. Happy birthday to me, and I hope you have a great day.